0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what it is. Welcome, welcome, welcome to today's episode of Count It right here on Points Bet USA, I'm your host, Kazim Famuyide. Once again, thank you so much for joining me right here to talk all things hoops. We're going to make some laughs. We're going to talk some hoops. And of course, we're going to hope you win a little bit of cash. On today's episode, we're going through the entire crazy night in the NBA, including Dame 60-pointer, Steph Curry getting ejected, and the return of AD. We also got my main man from Hot 97 and the Michael K. Show on ESPN. And on the pre-shows at WWE, my good friend Peter Rosenberg joining us. And of course, the prop queen herself, Ariel Epstein, will be here to give you the top props in today's action in the National Basketball Association. But before we get into any of that, you know what time it is. Let's go into last night's slate of NBA action and NBA Rivalry Week kicked off this week with some highly anticipated matchups, but all of that thunder was stolen by one man named Dame Dalla. Last night, dropped 60 points in a victory against the Utah Jazz. And if you've been listening to the show, which I'm sure you have been by now, if you're watching this right now, you know I've been telling you for weeks on end, Dame Lillard has been on an absolute Heater, They need him to score a lot of points. They started off with a grid record. They've kind of fallen off by the wayside, so they need him to be as efficient as possible. And what did he do to keep the Portland Trail Blazers afloat in a very dense, very tight Western Conference race? He drops the most efficient 60-point game in NBA history. Blazers beat the Jazz 134-124 uh incredible game so let's listen to some of the numbers you want to talk about efficiency Damian Lillard needed only 29 shot attempts and 10 free throws to score 60 points and if you want to talk about the elite company he's joining by doing that only two other players in NBA history have had 26 and 24 shot attempts to get 60 points, that's Carmelo and James Harden in 1990 and 2019, respectively. Nobody has made it in fewer shot attempts than Dame, and when, you, when they asked him about it in the press conference yesterday, he just kinda was shocked. He sounded almost incredulous. He looked like he had no idea that he played that good of a game. Even in fact, he thought he could have played better. And it gets you to wonder with Dame Lillard sometimes, man. Like, a player that has been so accomplished as an individual. We're talking about a guy who was named to the top 75 all-NBA team. A guy who has made countless walk-off game winners. Some of the greatest playoff buzzer beaters we've ever seen. The company that he's joined, as far as players who have played, scored 60 points in the game. You ready for this? <clears throat> Will Chamberlain. Kobe Bryant, Elgin Baylor, James Harden, Dame Lillard. That's it. Those are the five. Uh, Wilt obviously did it 32 times. Kobe six times. Michael Jordan five times. Elgin Baylor, James Harden, and Dame Lillard all doing it at least four times. Incredible night for Damian Lillard. He continues to play some of the best basketball of his career because they need him to. Um, obviously, with the trade deadline coming up, uh, with the NBA uh, rounding into season form, uh, everybody always wonders: Well, is Dame going to stay? Is Dame going to? Are they going to continue to build around Dame, bring him some more help? And reports are saying that they will continue to build around Dame Lillard. They've got some great pieces in Jeremy Grant, Anthony Simons is starting to turn up, Shaden Sharp as an exciting rookie. I really like the way he plays ball. But, uh, I mean, you got to reward the man's humbleness, the man's loyalty. And you would hope that one of these days all of this loyalty would be rewarded in an NBA championship because Damian Lillard is way too talented to be a guy that just puts up great numbers, right? Like he's too talented. And two, I just love the way he, he approaches the game. It would almost be a crime if he's remembered in the same breath as guys who were, ah, he was good but never did this. Right. So, Portland front office, if you're listening, get the man some help. I love watching him drop 60, but I would love watching him more in a deep playoff run trying to knock out these beasts in the Western Conference. Reward the man for his loyalty, man. Don't throw him in some some don't throw him some crappy teammates. Don't throw him in no rebuilding situations. Help the brother out. Huh. Like I said, rivalry week started this week in the NBA. And it started with one of the biggest, most talked about matchups of the NBA season, Ben Simmons' return to Philadelphia to take on the 76ers and Joel Embiid. The one and only Mark Zoomoff, legendary Sixers broadcaster, joined me on Tuesday to talk about this incredible matchup. And it didn't disappoint. Uh, 137-133 thriller, it had been 583 days since Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons shared a court together. The last time we saw it, game seven of the Eastern Conference finals, semifinals rather, against the Atlanta Hawks. And obviously, we all know what happened at that game. We remember the non shots, the non aggressiveness, just the the, the terrible free throw shooting. The Philadelphia crowd trying to coach the man through the free throws. I mean, it was some of the saddest things I've ever seen. But last night's atmosphere in Philadelphia and the Wells Fargo Center was everything you want. In a rivalry game. You want to talk about rivalry week? You want to get back to the 90s when teams had real dislike for each other and teams really had things to play for and they're not just talking and yapping and yapping. The Nets and the 76ers, once they get healthy, there's a good chance they're going to see each other in the postseason. Give me seven games of that. Give me seven games of that Philly crowd. Joel Embiid hitting the crotch chop telling people to suck it. Give me Ben Simmons... Actually, being aggressive, stop the presses. It actually happened. I don't know who told him what in that second half, but the same in the first half, the same sort of indecision when it comes to being an offensive threat continued to the bedevil Ben Simmons so much. I had Doris Burke, Doris Burke, one of the sweetest, kindest, most loving basketball minds in the NBA saying what might be the equivalent to shade to Ben Simmons. And Burke never throws shade. But my God, Ben Simmons, it's, it's hard to watch sometimes, the indecision. But in the third quarter, I don't know who told him what. I don't know who got in his face. And if it was Jacques Vaughn, you better start tallying a lot more of those Coach of the Year votes. But that third quarter was probably the most offensively aggressive Ben Simmons I had seen in a long time. And it helped. The Philadelphia 76ers were at full strength, and it still went down to the wire. Kyrie Irving's going to do what Kyrie Irving's going to do. We know that. Uh, Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton. He has been really turning a lot of heads in the NBA as well. Great defender, great rebounder, but now in the absence of Kevin Durant, he's become a reliable scorer. He's become Kyrie Irving's go-to guy. We've seen it earlier in the season where Kyrie Irving was pleading for Ben Simmons to take shots, take shots. Kyrie Irving's going to get a lot of attention. No KD. They're going to zero in on him. You're going to need to be able to give him some sort of offensive help. And if Ben Simmons doesn't want to do it, Nick Claxton said, you know what, I'll do it. I'll help it out. And good for him, man. He's going to get paid very well. Hell, he might mess around and make an all-star team this year. I don't think he'll make an all-star team this year. I may be saying too much. (laughs) But uh, he absolutely is playing uh, some of the best basketball of his young career. Uh, And I'll say this. Give me a healthy Kevin Durant. Give me these Sixers with Maxie, Harris, and Bede. Give me the Nets in Brooklyn with Kyrie, Ben, and KD. Give me that for seven games. You don't have to do rivalry week anymore after that. It's going to be a real rivalry if one of these teams is responsible for sending the other team home. They've traded with players with each other. They've had animosity. Joel Embiid had nothing nice to say. He had, nothing, he had nothing to say at all in the press conference when it came to Ben Simmons. It was just about winning that game. But I promise you there was definitely something a little extra for the 76ers to win that game and Ben Simmons' return to Wells Fargo Arena. Let's go to the other side of the big rivalry week in the NBA, and this rivalry actually did have some playoff implications. This rivalry actually got some nasty talk. This rivalry is not full of no comments, and we're just happy to be here, and this is just another game. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors do not like each other, and I, for one, love that shit. I love that Ja Morant, the best player on the team, also got the biggest mouth on the team. I love that Draymond Green has a podcast where he will always talk about how much the Memphis Grizzlies talk when they haven't really accomplished anything. Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, all these guys, Dylan Brooks, they take shots at each other. And if you're a wrestling fan like me, the action's cool. The action's great. But the banter... The promo, the shooting, the talks, that is what's always exciting for me to watch. And last night, again, did not disappoint. Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies in the chase center uh, went down to the very last shot with Jordan Poole getting the game-winning bucket. That wasn't the biggest story of the game, though. In Towards the end of the game, Steph Curry, who had left the game with 34 points, was calling for the ball from one Jordan Poole, pleading, yo, ball, 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 ball. Jordan Poole does what Jordan Poole does. Okay, let's see the cup right here. Okay, there goes Jordan Poole taking a YOLO shot, you know what I mean? And Steph just flings the mouthpiece, pissed as hell. And again, Maybe not the most egregious thing, but anything thrown into the crowd is an immediate ejection. And there we go with Jordan Poole getting the backdoor cut game winner. Great pass from Dante DiVincenzo. And here's the – the look at the range of human emotions right here. Happiness, upsetness, frustration, sadness. And you would think Steph Curry would want a piece of Jordan Poole's ass after making him be uh, suspended uh, – uh, kicked out of the game. But it was obviously all love. A win is a win. And uh, Jordan Poole, you better have gotten that game winning bucket. <laughs> you got Steph Curry thrown out of the game for taking a bad shot. I'm um, granted, yeah, Steph Curry was at the logo, but you know he opened from anywhere. If Steph Curry calls for the ball, get a man the ball. Great game, though. Fantastic finish. And uh, the range of human emotions on full display frustration, elation, happiness, silliness, sadness. Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, you guys are giving light skins a good name. Let's keep it going, man. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, incredible night for the Lakers. A bit of optimism for the guys in Crypto.com arena. Anthony Davis returned. Not only that, the debut of Roy Hachimura, Acquired from the Washington Wizards two days ago for two second-round picks and the rights to Kendrick Nunn. Uh, Roy Hachimura actually played a pretty good game. 12 points, three rebounds. Anthony Davis coming off the bench yesterday, 21-12 and 12, off the bench against the San Antonio Spurs beating the San Antonio Spurs, getting back in the win column. LeBron James, a near triple-double, 20 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Let me tell you something about the Los Angeles Lakers, man. Oh, and again, points bet favorite, my man Kelton Johnson, another 25 points. Green light, the most green light there is. He will get you your 20-plus whenever you get them props up. So, yes, shout-out to you for continue to get buckets for the San Antonio Spurs, even though you're not winning games. But back to the Los Angeles Lakers the Lakers are in some solid position right now. Roy Hachimura is going to help this team win a few games this year. Roy Hachimura plays defense. He's tall. And most importantly, he can shoot the open shot. Incredible pickup. I got to give the devil his due. I got to give it to Rob Palenka, man. Palenka needed to make a move. He couldn't waste the prime of LeBron James. It's never, you never get this level of proficiency at somebody this old, 38 years old, at this advanced age. I mean, what more can we say? Anthony Davis being healthy, LeBron James being healthy, Russell Westbrook being healthy. With that great move from him being on the bench, he's currently the betting favorite for six man of the year right now on points bet. The Lakers, the season ain't over, man. They got an opportunity. They still have a chance. I think this trade for Roy Hachimura did exactly what needed to be done to make sure that they stay in contention. And if Anthony Davis is healthy, like we seen him earlier in the season, they can beat anybody in the NBA. I'm really interested to see how far the Lakers can take it with this new acquired talent. And last but not least, my favorite young star in the NBA, Anthony Edwards, spoiled the return of one Brandon Ingram to the New Orleans Pelicans. The Timberwolves defeat the Pelicans behind 37 points by the Ant-Man. I love this guy so much, man. But that's not the big story right there. The Pelicans have managed to tread water throughout missing two of their certain All-Stars and Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram looked good last night. He looked spry. He looked healthy. He looked like he hadn't missed a beat. And they're going to need him to not miss a beat if the Pelicans want to make any sort of noise this coming postseason. They're going to be in the mix. The Western Conference is definitely going to be jumbled up, but I think they have enough good coaching, solid talent, veterans, guard play, defense, to make sure that they make a deep run. But it's gonna be so difficult not watching this team full yet. I think they're gonna. I think it's two more weeks until Zion Williamson has another uh, reevaluation on his uh, injury, and then we can see what's really good with these Pelicans, man. Because I think they're the most intriguing team in the Western Conference. Last year they looked really good without Zion, Ingram, McCullum, Josh Hart, Jose Alvarado, uh, uh, Trey, uh Trey uh, uh, the, the rookie. I forgot his name, but the great defender on the team. Excuse me for not remembering it. Uh but they are they're loaded, man. Even though no disrespect to Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't see them going anywhere. I just love watching Anthony Edwards play and I watch love him get buckets and dunk all over people and and do what he do. But the Pelicans are the story here. And until we see some healthy Zion Williamson, I'm going to really be interested in see how they go. Don't go anywhere, guys. We got much more counted after the break. Right after this, joining me from Hot 97, from ESPN and the Michael K. Show from WWE, my good friend, my longtime friend, the one and only Peter Rosenberg. Don't go nowhere. More counted right after the break. And welcome back to Count It right here on Points Bet USA. Your boy Kazim Fami here. And I'm joined by Hot 97 Zone. ESPN Radio, you catch him on Michael K. every day, catch him on Ebro, mm-hmm. Laura Styles on Hot 97 every day. He's kind of the king of New York radio at the moment. Oh, thank you. Uh, and he's a longtime friend, the one and only Peter Rosenberg. What's going on, partner?
1: Yo, a longtime friend who every time I hear you pronounce your own name, I realize I do not say your <laughs> name right. Like, we've been friends for over a decade. I swear to God, I just call you Kaz. And if people push, and they're like, is that Kazim?
0: I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> F- 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 it's the D E that, that throws people off. Like most of my white friends, it's like yeah. it's, it's Yide, right? I'm like nah, the D E. See, I always had the E Day part, but it's the it's actually the the say, say it one more time. E Day. Fam you e F- F- day. E Day,
1: you F- Day. E Day. It's a it's a yeah, cheat for the, all Nigerians. That's the real Nigerian part of it. And right?
0: you you work with a lot of Nigerians. I do. You play do. you you for play me a me lot day. of Nigerians'
1: music. I, I
0: do. If there's for a de D- at the end, just it's assume day. it's day. Day. Just assume it's day. Oh, um, but no, man, I'm I'm
1: psyched to be here. This is very cool. Hell
0: yeah, man! It's good to have you here, bro. I mean, you you're you're you're, you're so busy. I'm so happy that you made the time, man. Oh, yeah, got, I
1: fought for this to be virtual, but I, your <laughs> no, your talent like, Booker did a great job insisting that I be here in person.
0: And does not mess around. Eventually,
1: I caved job man
0: <laughs> damn right you did as long as we got the ride and the and the, and the lunch yeah listen i can't
1: complain good. the voucher for uber popped right up i'm
0: good <laughs> to go i'm not mad pete what's what's your normal day like man you got what what time do you wake up to do ebro so my my wake up isn't that bad okay
1: um i, I wake up like just before six o'clock which uh-huh. relative for mornings is like not crazy because we don't really get going until like 6 30 okay so i actually like compared to like if i was doing Good morning, America, or even a lot of like ESPN's national morning show where they have to be there at like 4 a.m. Yeah, that, that's not the operation we rock over at Hot 97. <laughs> We've been doing this together for a very long time now. We know Ebro, Laura, and I will send texts at night. Like last night, I sent him a thing, I'm like, yo, I gotta talk about this. And he'll be, he says, okay, great. Yeah, I come in, we we literally don't talk about we just crack the mics and go. Yeah, and we're in a place now where kind of our prep is just texting as friends during the day. And then we get there and go. Um, So that's super fortunate because the truth is if if I was doing a real – proper morning show where you're supposed to be there at like 4 45 the truth is i just wouldn't do it anymore mm-hmm. like i actually don't think there's enough money that i could possibly get paid to do it i don't know how well, you get paid it. a lot of money now I mean, well it know. takes 19 different jobs <laughs> but when you add it all up it's not bad i know it so yeah so yeah so I I, I I do the morning show until depending on the day you know between 9 30 and 11 depending what the day is then i have time to chill you know, get on the peloton, mm-hmm. try to take a snooze for a little bit, do other random stuff, hang with the dogs and my lady, and do it again from three to seven. And then after that, that's why I try to get the peloton in between the two because I want it when when I hit seven, I want nothing. Yes, I like that part's Super important to me. Like, I always wonder how with like um, we talk a lot on the K show about sports commentary okay. because Michael and Don both do Yankees sports and commentary, and Yankees yeah. and Rangers, right? So. We talk a lot about other commentators. And, like, we were talking the other day about Kenny Albert because Don is the backup to Kenny Albert for the radio. Kenny does so much stuff that Don has done, like, 75% of the Rangers games this year. So we'll, I'll be like, what's Kenny doing this week? And he'll tell us what Kenny's doing. And I'm like, who can live like this? <laughs> like, where one day you're off working with one group, the next day you're in another part of the cut, co- And then the schedule changes every week. I was like, I get it. And I know my schedule sounds hectic, but the truth is I do the same things every day. Yep. My day ends at 7. And when that Friday at 7 hits... Don't even touch me. You, you better be my friend if we're talking. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's it. So you better be going I, to a wrestling event or something. Yeah, better we go to, to a... I, so I really do, like, I, I really do prioritize downtime. That know? is
0: super important, man. Like, people like grind culture is kind of sort of... <laughs> Being played that, out. By the now. way, that's hip hop's fault. Like it really is. Honestly. No team, no sleep. It's it's Puff's fault. Pu- honestly, it's, I swear to you, <laughs> Diddy is the
1: main person I think of for popularizing lack of sleep. And when I see Puffy on social, you know what I think? I need you to take a nap,
0: please. I please mean,
1: rest. You look tired. <laughs> and also, if you do mornings and don't rest a lot you look like trash yeah and yeah. like i'm not saying i'm any oil painting but like i've managed to like keep it i'm 43 years old you look good i've, man. I've kept you it lost together weight too lost like, weight. the face doesn't look like super drawn and that's work if yeah. you just you see yo, know, i've seen radio vets uh and i said i said my friend sent me a picture recently of people i used to work with i hit my man on the side
0: i'm like yo are they good yeah i'm not gonna mention no names bro I'll watch, like, you know, I listen to you guys all the time, but I watch, like, the Knicks games and, like, they'll show, like, commercials for, like, the radio shows. So it's a lot, a lot of times my first time seeing people. I'm just like, what are you doing with your life?
1: Are you prioritizing (laughs) now? Now, listen, I don't have children yet. So that will become a harder challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to hustle even more before the kids come so I'm able to maybe
0: reduce the schedule a little bit. Oh, once they pop out, they basically raise themselves. That's right. <laughs> They're like cats. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's good, right? You just got to hey, fall back. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, I, I love I love Hot 97. It's the most iconic radio station in hip-hop history. Thank you. It is uh, a dream job to to do morning hip-hop radio. Yeah. With all of the benefits that come from it, what's the hardest part? about doing hip-hop morning radio every day? Mm, wow, well,
1: that's a deep... It, for me, that's sort of a deep question. let deep! Um, <laughs> I think for me, the hardest part is simultaneously being like... I, I want to be authentic and be myself every day, but you have to manage relationships, mm-hmm. right? Also, the era has changed where, like, I really hate... Okay, a pet peeve of mine... Is comedians who complain about cancel culture. Mm. Quote, it really bothers me. Okay. Number one, I don't believe that cancel culture is a real thing. Barely anyone ever gets canceled. Number two, the comedians who complain about it do shows for their fans who pay money to see them. What do you have to do in order to get canceled? Like you'd have to really be just an awful say things that are just awful to make the person who wanted to see you. Turn around and cancel, quote, cancel you. I perform every day, and I would assume on both stations, half the audience would like to see me canceled. (laughs) Okay? And I have to navigate that on both stations in different ways. Yes. And it's different segments of the audience, depending on the time of day, that would like to see me canceled.
0: "Quote unquote." I don't.
1: Know, again, I don't believe in cancel. Right. But I mean, would want to come for me and would. There's, gla- there's
0: lots of inside jokes on like, oh, get rid of Peter on the mic. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, that's, a, that thing. Said, all that thing. that's yeah, a thing. That's a thing.
1: And and in the morning, like you know, I Ebro and I often joke we could say the same thing. We could Ebro and I could say the exact same words. Uh huh. And there were people who will jump on social media and tell me to F myself and say they agree with, <laughs> agree with you, bro. So it's just like so that part's complicated because like the fact is we all want to be loved and you all you always want your audience to like you. I've had a tough time sometimes embracing being the bad guy mm. because like that's not what my heart is. Mm,
0: mm, but, I disagree. Well, you think I embrace it? I think you're a wrestling heart. Like I think you like it a little bit. I, I
1: think
0: like, you like it, it a little bit. But you
1: want it to be that you're going for that. You right. know what I mean? Like it sucks when you're like, no, I was really just giving my opinion, and you hate me for that
0: take. Pete, I gotta be honest, man. Like sometimes, like I, you don't run from conflict, which I respect all the time, right? Like you, you stand on your own too. But then I'll watch them I'm like. Is he working or is he shooting? Like, is this like, is this a work or is he really feel like?
1: Well, that makes me feel great because usually <laughs> I'm not. I'm usually probably really feeling like if it's sports takes, I don't care. Like for example, right, exactly the yeah. sports one this weekend. Like I really set off. Um, Giants Twitter was all on me because after the Giants were absolutely embarrassed, I tweeted and meant. I would have just rather not made the playoffs than show up like that. And that really trolled people. And I did not mean that as a troll. I sincerely meant it. And that was the kind of take where I'm like, I'm not going to back off of this. I don't care how mad you get. (laughs) Now, if it's something about like a person and, you know, I've hurt someone's feelings, I'm happy to apologize if that happens. I'm not backing off my take. I meant it. Mm. I truly believe as a fan if I was a Giants fan, I could not have lived. Like, I'm wearing a commander's shirt right now. Yes. If the commanders had been in that spot, the commies, the commies, if my commies <laughs> had been in that spot and lost and never been in the game. I just know that my feeling the next day would have been: I wish we didn't even bother. I wish we didn't beat Minnesota. I wish we didn't even show up.
0: That's just that's just the the heat of the moment. Correct. Talking. once it, you decompress, and you're like, well, you know, but, we had no receivers. This and that. Well, we'll have you talk with Ryan Leaf in a bit. He's a great. Because, but, but like, but like for example,
1: like the next day, the, our, our beloved friend Jerry Ferrera. Yeah. Jerry comes out there and Love he's Jerry. like, you know, he's the ultimate New York fan. Yo, Pete, I'm just happy that, you know, we did blah blah. I said, Jerry. You're a wonderful man that the next morning you're able to say that. I might say that in April. Right. (laughs) But like the day, the fact that it was against the Eagles, because the truth of the matter is, I think for all three teams in the division who are not the Eagles, I think right now that's who all three of us have hated the most. Yeah. I think the Cowboys hate the Eagles the most. I think the Giants hate the Eagles the most. And I think the Commanders hate the Eagles the
0: most. I think every team in the NFC East has like an iconic like moment. With that team, that just defines why. why well, and why
1: for the ready. last twenty years, right. they've been the most consistent. Now the That's Giants true. have the two Super Bowls. The Eagles only have one. But when I think year to year about like they were great through the Andy Reid years. Yeah. Now that then they get a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. Now they're now they're great with Sirianni. Like they're <laughs> just so good. Their fan base is annoying. Everything about them is annoying. I couldn't have lived with it. And that kind of thing, I'm happy to fight about. But if it's like a more of like a cultural issue. Those fights I don't find as pleasant gotcha. as the sports sports fights. Who
0: care? Like I don't even care. All right, so let's do some more sports fights, man. I love sports you you fights. got you got your your DC gear on, right? Uh, you you run you're on two of the biggest shows in New York, but you're somehow a Celtics fan. How yeah. how, how does that work? Where where'd that come up?
1: Um, well, the, the I take a lot of heat for my Celtics fanship. Yeah, I give you some. <laughs> yeah, and every, everyone gives me give me some, and I get it. Um, the Celtics fanship happened in the '80s. Uh, My my dad's best friend, who sort of was the... My dad's not into sports. Mm -hmm. So it was my dad's friend who kind of got me into sports. Okay, okay. Jeremy. And uh, he was from Boston, from Brookline, and he loved the Celtics. And the Celtics had Larry Bird. And my cousins lived in Boston. And I was always visiting. And I just kind of fell in love. The the truth is, though, I didn't root for them until 1987. And their last ring was in 86. So while it looks like the most bandwagon thing ever... The truth is, it was over twenty years without yeah, yeah. a championship. It wasn't like I, I wasn't conscious of as a fan in nineteen eighty six. We're old enough to remember, like there were some like off years with the
0: Celtics. In, Bro, the, like, the, the, in the
1: the God bless the dead. He, he was amazing, but the Reggie Lewis years, yeah. the team wasn't special. They were he was great, you know, but they weren't a. You know, the Rick Fox, Kevin mm. Gamble, Reggie Lewis teams. E. Billups. Yeah. Oh, then now you're getting into the real yeah. rough years. Yeah. Ron Mercer. <laughs> oh, God. I, I,
0: I wanted it so bad for Ron Mercer. Yeah, man. I'm I glad really someone did. wanted it. It <laughs>
1: didn't happen. But and, and then, of course, we got some fun with Walker and, and Pierce and then eventually, you know, got the championship. But, like, people act as if it's, like, been nothing but rings forever. It, that's not the case. But they are. I think
0: they're going to get a ring this year, though. I think so. I mean, as far as the Eastern Conference is concerned, because the West is so deep, and depending on who comes out where, maybe I like a matchup. But as far as, like, the East, I'm like, yeah, it's them and everyone else to me. You know what I mean? Between Tatum playing like an MVP, Jalen Brown playing well, not skipping a beat, losing Ime Udoka and Joe Mazzula coming in and just kind of, like, taking the reins. Yo, Ime
1: Udoka caught such a L. Yo. Yo. By how seamless the transitions. Like, they're better now.
0: Right. Like and you looked and like a genius. You, do you remember like the first like month of the season where everyone's like, oh, you know, they don't want to let him go because he's going to go to a contender and go have wherever. Him win <laughs>
1: hasn't happened yet. And now it's like, go, hey, listen, wherever you go, you and it, and it sucks because you know, obviously, I was I was super excited about him at the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think that like there's clearly more than meets the eye with this story. And why would they want to part with someone? Like I just didn't understand. He, here's the thing. The Commanders, for example, is an organization I don't trust. Right. So if something like that happened, I'd be like, wait, what's going on here?
0: There's something dirtier down there. If you,
1: With the Celtics, you trust – I personally as a fan, maybe I'm biased – I trust them as an organization. They have, going all the way back to Red Auerbach, been Mm. a solid organization. So like when they went that way and they decided to let him go, I'm like, oh, there must be something going on here. Let's see what they come up with. What they came up with is a guy who now has them as the best team in the NBA. So everything's okay now.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, Celtics, the class of the Eastern Conference right now. But the MVP race has been crazy. Tatum's at the top of it with Luka with Jokic, with uh, Embiid, uh, Hal John Morant, those guys, all of these guys playing right now, who do you think stands out head and shoulders above the rest?
1: I mean, it feels like it could be a, a Tatum year. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. He's the best player on the best team. Um, that said, he also may have the best running mate of anybody.
0: Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, would say I mean, that. listen.
1: If Jalen Brown was in a different spot, if the roles were reversed, could we be talking about Jalen Brown as an MVP right. caliber player? I mean, I would have gave it
0: to KD too if KD was healthy. Or like, or oh, maybe well, his, KD, his KD has man. to be in the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean,
1: definitely. and and by the way, it's sort of. Like his absence is like exactly. building his case that's even what more. I was going to say, the, ab- <laughs> the absence shows you why. And mm. so that's the question. I mean, this is sort of the ultimate MVP debate. Is it about the best player on the best team, or is it about the level of impact the player has on their team? Right. If that's the case, then I think it's KD or Jokic. Honestly, those are the two guys who I think you remove them from their team. Yeah. It is just not the same team whatsoever, in spite of the fact that KD has... The best running mate, talent wise, probably in all the basketball. Yes, yeah. Um, but you see how different they are without him. So if KD comes back um, in the in the time table that they're hoping for, and they just pick up where they were, which was remember on the Celtics heels before oh, his yeah. injury,
0: they were like a, a game a back. half a game, yeah, half them game
1: before he got hurt. So, so I think there's a case for for KD and um but jokic is tough this year again
0: too man That's he might mess around and get three of those things man like i i don't know where you put him in the history books but like white guy's hooping he's got to be top two now right <laughs> like, well, you mean it's him and larry straight, him and larry it's got to I mean, be him and larry now right if they yeah, get three i three mean, straight he,
1: mvps he is he is like uh First of all, let's he's see, white wilt, and they love. <laughs> let's be honest. Everyone loves when it comes to MVP voting. They love a big white scorer <laughs> like yeah. that. Is a beloved oh, yeah. Dirk, Larry. They 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 love this guy. Um, but Jokic really does everything well, right? Mm. Like he's got, he's got a much more diverse game than Dirk. Dirk was a pure scorer for sure. That was. I mean, Dirk, Dirk was Dirk could have been six seven. Right. Dirk Dirk to me and Luca, there's probably more of a, a line. Um, although Luca can can do so many things too. Um, and Luca's the kind of guy who's going to be—I'll be real. Luca's going to be a candidate every year he's in for the sure, league. For sure. For um, sure. Listen, LeBron could still be in conversation if his team—if they seem to be interested in winning basketball games. You know, that's—that's that's a very—I like
0: the Hachimura pickup. He looked good yesterday. Yeah, and
1: I'm—I'm I, I'm really amazed by LeBron. I mean, like it's just—I kind of annoyed that these years are getting wasted. Yeah. Like how yeah. long? Like. You know, it's weird. In one sense, I hate when teams just go to contenders. in another sense, I hate that LeBron he's being he's just sticking this thing out. Yeah. He's not gonna be the guy who starts complaining. He's going to stick this thing out and see he's what they do. He's got can a record
0: do. to chase too, so he's not gonna he's not gonna take his foot off the gas as well. You right. You know what I mean? Like so it's but rough, it man. Bummer. it's almost like the Brady parallels are a little bit there. You yeah. know what I mean? Where it's like it's getting up there in age. You don't really see that type of productivity at that age. And it wouldn't shock you if he pulls a Brady and he's like, you know what? I gotta go somewhere where I could win another championship. Because is it but, but isn't the obvious back to Cleveland? It, yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like is Cleveland not one LeBron away from a championship? I again? I mean, I
0: love Mitchell, you know what I mean? Like, but he'll be a free agent just around the time where LeBron could be a free agent again.
1: And and I'm sure at that point, by the way, my guess is now that LeBron is officially a billionaire, oh yeah, he'd be willing to take the Brady pay cut, probably oh, yeah. just like let's go get this done, Hell. and get another ring for Cleveland. To me, that would be a really logical move. Sorry, Knicks fans, that's what I think. No,
0: is wrong. I, I, uh, why? Why do we got to catch the stray? because I, I just don't think it's ever gonna happen. Ever?
1: I, you don't think it's ever going to happen? That they're ever this. gonna get the big, big the star? The star? I think it'll I think or, it's Lee sooner Bron- than you or think. Lebron.
0: I think it's sooner than you think that
1: they get the star the star yeah who's the star that you're imagining in your in your brain when you picture this
0: don't don't put me on the record of this but he plays in milwaukee really i think it when's his deal i think in about two years correct me if i'm wrong producers i think two years something like that if there's a star to get he's already won over there he loves it in the city he's got a brand to continue to build you know what i mean He kind of fits the Tom Thibodeau style. I mean, even a lot of delicious
1: Greek food in Queens. Yeah, yes, a lot of places to
0: eat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you be though you be a top 5 African in New York, you know what I mean? Oh, so Oh, that's a great top 5 list you should
1: do on this show. I, I'm going to. Top like 5 Africans I'm in New gonna, York.
0: Gonna, I'm going to I'm going African DJ though. Would it be, you know. I'm trying to avoid the smoke for you, bro. <laughs> no, no, but, yeah, can I, can,
1: <laughs> I cannot weigh in on it, but I'd, I listen, well, you wouldn't put yourself in it, would you just outside? I think I'm a top I think I'm like a, a top 20
0: African. <laughs> top 20. I'm on the outside. <laughs> like I got I'm on the I'm on the uh, honorable mention of the AP poll. Like, yeah, 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 no. received, receive received votes, votes also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of trolls, man, uh, last night, rivalry week. We love a good rivalry. We're wrestling fans, right? Joel Embiid and the Sixers taking on Ben Simmons and the Nets. First time in 538 days. These two have shared a basketball court. Joel Embiid got a big bucket, and then this happened. Right here, producers, hit me with it. Oh yeah, please. I haven't seen this yet. Oh, you haven't seen this yet. No, oh, okay. No. So we're gonna we're gonna rate this right here, please, because we I feel like we're the only people who could probably rate this. And hey, hey. <laughs> oh, he
1: did the full. He tried to go full DX. He went full DX. But did he cross, or did it, it, he land
0: on the hips? So here's the thing. I think the non-crossing is safer. This is like way more vulgar. No, absolutely. Way more vulgar. Right. Like there's something about the X's that's like, oh, it's DX. But when you do this, yeah, that is like. Wait, do
1: so you think that was more vulgar or that
0: was X? Uh, so here's the thing: I want to rate it, right? The hip movement. Can I get it one more time, please? Yeah, like I'd the, like to see. Can... The hip movements were just not. You know, when you when you crotch chop, you got to really get in there like you're a catcher, like you're Mike Piazza. Like you got to really dig the knees out. Not a lot of, not a lot of thrusting. No, no, I saw a thrust. Though. <laughs> there's not a lot of bend, but there's a lot of thrust. Needs more bend. Needs more. Bend. I know. I, Seven-footer. I'm asking him to do a lot with the crotch chop right here. You know what I mean? Shout out Doors Burke for being a class act during this replay. I remember. Hey, hey, hey. He didn't go
1: full X. He actually just pointed directly at his crumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's more. He didn't even hit the it's X. It's way worse. It's he way really worse. just pointed right there like
0: triple h came he gave him he 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 blessed them. they did the horn i mean the bell and all that stuff you could do the x you can yeah, get away yeah, with that but they probably put you in dx you could
1: probably show up at, at raw 35 hey Russell, wrestlemania's in philly next year oh that's facts 40. hey it could happen it could happen that's a good point
0: man uh you will be uh hosting the pre-show this weekend for the royal rumble mm-hmm. uh i love watching you guys in the pre-show with booker t thank you jerry king lawler all this type of stuff i'm gonna throw you a handful of names in the nba and with your – we fantasy book all the time, the Mass Man Show, Cheap Heat, yep, yep, Fam, yep, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw you some basketball names. We're going to fantasy book them for okay. the Royal Rumble. Okay. A gimmick, something that happens to them. Okay. We don't got to think too hard about it. Do they go it. deep? Okay, yeah. Do they go deep? All right. all right, here we go. First off, Draymond Green enters what number in the Royal Rumble? How does he perform?
1: A Draymond would be a fun one, and I think Draymond's got to be there early. Okay. Because he's a scrapper. <laughs>
0: You know what I mean? Like, he can't
1: come in and, like, he's not a come in and steal the glory and get out kind of guy. He's not a, a
0: catch-as-catch-can style guy. No,
1: he's a get in at, like, two or three and really sort of grind.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Um, I think Draymond could toss out a legend or two. You okay. know, maybe hit Hacksaw Jim Duggan with a clothesline. He goes over the top, goes out. Maybe one of the joints when, you know, some, someone else, like someone up and coming who, like, you really think is dope runs at draymond he yeah. goes down bumps him up over the top <laughs> one of those joints but like a maven or something like that. yeah like a maven bump that kind okay, of situation okay. i would love to
0: see maven bump up, oh you know, god i love i love that the maven bump is a thing though yeah well and a he has thing.
1: big he has a one of the biggest rumble moments. i mean he has a classic moment classic he eliminated
0: undertaker oh he's a, he's in the montage for, for yeah forever. yeah for <laughs> one of the craziest moments and they got his just got
1: beat down royally. Uh, but no, Draymond's a guy like that. That would actually be fun. Shout out, tough enough.
0: Uh, let's talk about uh, John Morant. He's had a lot of beef with Draymond Green. He's a little slight, but he talks a lot. Very athletic.
1: I, I think I think John Morant, as dominant as he is in the basketball court, he's getting the the you know warlord uh, <laughs> Santino Morella one <laughs> second. He's too small. I'm sorry. He's too small, He, too small, too small. he runs but in. he's tough. He's got heart. He's got so much heart. <laughs> but he's going to walk in, and someone huge is just going to pick him up and drop him over the top rope. <laughs> Good night. Good luck. We love you, Joss. Ja. See you on the court.
0: Joss ja, ja strikes me as a Jeff Hardy type, right? Like, a little undersized, could take a little risk. You know what I mean? Oh, like, you, you, you picture John ja Morant hitting a swan tongue. 1,000%. Like, That's he, listen. Joss, the type of, of wrestler that, like, he will like he knows he's not gonna win the match, but like yo, I'm gonna throw my body into like you know what that's four fair. people through a table because he's done
1: dunks <laughs> like that too. That I'm like, oh, you just went up there not knowing what was gonna happen. You just prayed, just prayed. No, just I pray. hear you. He could have that spot. Maybe he's the guy who tries to pull off a Kofi spot. Hey, hey, hey
0: that's, that's I like that. Okay,
1: all right. You know the super athletic Spider Man on the barricade. Yeah, balancing like yourself.
0: That. Okay, all right, all right. Here we go. Here's somebody who has been the WWE ring, in the WWE ring before. Uh, Ennis Cancer Freedom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ennis Cancer Freedom.
0: I don't know if that's how his name is, uh, is said now, but I'll just say Ennis Freedom.
1: Is Ennis Freedom? I think so, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah we, we, I appreciate reminding <laughs> me. Um, I don't know. I could see Ennis getting there... Hanging out for a minute, maybe getting one elimination. And then its he's a big dude. Big dude. So a little group effort comes. Big head, too. You know, yeah, large head. Yeah, can't it, really, uh, Right. So people come. You know, it's one of those situations where three or four smaller guys. Grab a leg, okay, heave, okay, heave, 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 and push. Because what's N-, N is what 6'11"? eleven. Six ten, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, that's. he get
0: actually, the Omas treatment? Like they don't yeah. kind of gang up on him. and be like, all right. He can't just. I don't t- like t- you. You don't like me.
1: Yeah, he's not just getting tossed out <laughs> willy nilly, but it's gonna happen though. He's not winning. Gotcha, gotcha.
0: All right, last but not least, LeBron James. How does he fare in the Rumble? Well, I mean, role? listen, let's just be realistic.
1: If you if wrestling it,
0: fan too, by the way. Yes, he, is, he mm. pops up. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: if if WWE was able to pull off LeBron James. I think he has to win the whole thing. He Has to. I think he's. To. I think he's going on to WrestleMania to face Roman Reigns.
0: Facts. You put him in at number thirty. You know what I mean. Make sure the, the the ring is nice and clear. Maybe like two, three people left.
1: Here's the angle I like. Okay. You let. Let's say they announce he's going to be in it. We already know he's in it. So earlier in the night he's in it. You align him. With like a, a bad guy mm-hmm. who's like, oh my God, I, lo- I sincerely love LeBron James. Like if he wasn't involved with the bloodline, Sammy would have been the perfect kind of guy, yes, right? Yeah. Sammy's like, i just a fan of LeBron James, blah, blah, blah. blah. And LeBron's like, Sammy, I say, I'm a fan of you. And they develop a bond. <laughs> they work together so that guy can do most of the work because LeBron's not a wrestler. That guy does most of the work, and then when they get to the end, LeBron tosses them over, and now LeBron
0: is going to WrestleMania. So are you saying Sami Zayn would be honorary James Gang? Yeah, <laughs> He'd correct. Honorary. He'd be the honorary Bron. <laughs> honorary Spring Hill yeah. uh, for for Sami Zayn. Last question before I get you out of here, man. Um the, the Michael K show is incredible, and you get to talk to some incredible sports personalities, athletes, legends, all that type of stuff. And I know we all got to keep some sort of professionalism, but there's always at least that one person that you're just like, holy hell, I can't believe we're talking to this person, or this person knows who I am. Who has that been for you during this run? Um, Well, the K show is interesting, right? Because there's some
1: people I geek out to talk to just because, like, they list that we're in new york Mm -hmm. it's sports in new york Mm -hmm. so like the amount of people that hear you it's not like with all due respect to all my colleagues over the country it's not like doing radio in other places so like it's actually little things like we i don't know him well but like we talk to Namath at least once a year and He's the most fun dude to listen to talk of all time. Like, I just love listening. To... He's the most swaggy athlete, like, maybe <laughs> of all time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he is, so, like, I geek out for things like that. Um, We recently had, uh, Billy Crystal calls in somewhat regularly. Like, oh, nice. And we were talking to Billy Crystal, and I said something, and this is just, like, the little thing that makes you feel so good. And Billy starts talking. He's like, well, Peter, I, and I was like, this guy knows my voice. He actually listens to the show. And the craziest number one, even though I do a sports show, and of course I'm just naming Jewish comedians instead, <laughs> was uh, we had Larry David in studio. Oh well, come on. I That's... mean,
0: it was the craziest. You ain't got to be a Jewish person to appreciate that. No, it's yeah. like
1: I, it's like I just feel bad. That was my whole list essentially. <laughs> but but like he, um, so Kay knows Larry. Kay was hosting a thing for Larry. Um, at 92 Y, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Larry was doing a promo for his new season of Curb, and Michael was hosting. So Michael tells me, and um, I was going through a hard time at, at the time, and I'm like, "You're doing this I said, "I said, all right, I'm getting out of the house for this. I need to come, I need to come meet Larry." Michael's like, "Come with me. You can just come to the thing. You can meet Larry. It'd be great." Mm-hmm. Next day, I get to work, and Michael's like, "Larry wanted to come do the show." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> So like an hour later, you know, we, we, we were standing there and in the control room, like I just see Larry David standing there. I'm like, this is wild. Wow. Like, and so, so Michael's, you know, says to Peter, he says to me, he says to Peter, he says to me, (laughs) that's how excited I was. I started going third person. He's like, wow, you seem like, he said, we're all excited, but you seem especially excited. And I was like, "Listen, I'm a Jewish kid who like loves comedy. Like, yeah. this is God. This is, you know, he's. I, he, I was like, this is like. I said, let me put it in your chair. This is like Sandy Koufax, you know. And and so we go to commercial. He's like, all right, Larry David's up next. We go to commercial, and Larry walks in the studio in mm. excitement. And Larry walks in, and like I'm nervous about meeting Larry because if you watch the show and you love him, you imagine he's going to be standoffish. somewhat. you know, Sorally, you yeah. know he's not trying to meet people who are fanned out for him. That doesn't is not his. Style. Doesn't like
0: to be touched, talk to. I can, exactly. I we all. That, yeah. If
1: you're a fan at all, you know that you're yes. going to go in like he's the kind of celebrity that if you saw, you might hesitate to even say hello. To. Of course, yeah. you just be like, ah, you just be like, oh, oh I saw him. Right, correct. Yeah. And he's he's he hears that whole segment that we just had. because He's standing in the thing. And he walks in the room, and he sees me, and he goes, Peter, Sandy Koufax? <laughs> and he just gives me a hug. I'm like, this is – and there's pictures of it. Like, this oh, gets no man. better. That is... So, like, that, I'll take that one forever. That's one of, like – that is – I have the picture of us meeting – framed sitting behind me at my house like that's uh, my,
0: my favorite thing that's bro right. you, you live a wonderful life man I do I, you know Brilliant.
1: what and I'm so I'm so appreciative of getting to have conversations like this where you're given the excuse to sort of show off about yeah. it Yeah. because otherwise you don't get
0: to you're doing, you, you do all the other interviews like, right
1: like, so no, you're pairing these talking, things that are amazing he
0: texted me this morning I was like alright we're talking I'm like no bro we're talking about you So, so you, I appreciate bro? it I
1: appreciate it and I apologize for being late I was talking to Ice Spice <laughs> really Yes. how was Ice Spice Ice Spice was very cool she was uh She was a alum, by the way. Oh, yeah. I I think she well, not alum. Oh, she didn't graduate. She didn't graduate. I asked her that today. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that, but she is where she went to school. She's super cool. They give her an honorary degree. I love, I love talking to people when they're having, and I'm sure you do too. Like, When they're having their moment. Yeah. You know? And she's like, she's scorching right now. And she's hilarious because every word out of her mouth is like a New York parody.
0: It's a meme. Like, she's a walking meme. Whatever she says. Every word she
1: says is facts, period. (laughs) No cap. And like, we're old now. So, like, I laugh (laughs) at all that stuff. I'm like, oh man, this is
0: amazing. Peter Rosenberg, dear friend, uh, I'm so glad you came here. Thank you I, so I, you much. You know
1: what? I'm glad that you're, that Ann, your booker, hassled me as much as she did. Yes. Because it's been a good time.
0: Thank you, Cass. Ann does not play around. You can catch this man, the hot 97 in the morning with Ebro, Laura Styles, and Rosenberg. Catch him in the afternoons on the Michael K. Show with Don LeGreuk on the ESPN Radio. And you can catch him this weekend on Peacock Saturday on the Royal Rumble Pre-show with Booker T, Jared King Lawler, uh, Kayla? Kayla and KP. Shout out Kayla. And, and KP and Kevin Patrick. Catch all you guys this weekend. Pete, thank you so much for joining Anytime. Calum, anytime, Cass. Appreciate thank you. you, brother. Guys, don't go nowhere. You know what's coming up next. The prop queen herself, Ariel Epstein, will give you the top props on tonight's NBA action. Don't go nowhere. More counted right after the break. Yes sir, welcome back to Counter right here on Points Bet USA. And you know what time it is. If you see that lady to my left, it's time for the prop queen, Miss Ariel Epstein. How you doing,
2: Ariel? I'm great. Last night in the NBA was pretty good. Can't pretty complain. Good. Pretty good. I love when Alperon Shingoon goes off for the Rockets because it just proves that he is the hidden gem of 2023.
0: As your child. I feel like every time he plays well, like I just think of you. It's like like she's probably smiling like a proud mom right now.
2: <laughs> you know it's saying? so true. And the thing is, I, I have so many people that text me throughout the night about NBA props, especially last night too, aside for Shangun, which I got a lot on Twitter. It was also Markel Fultz Mm. who ends up going over with four free throws in the last couple of minutes of the game to go over 11 and a half points. (laughs) Rob is texting me. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened with Fultz. The problem is I watch on my ESPN app on my phone because I watch other TV. If I actually sat and watched each of my props hit. I would need a mental asylum.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's no way you can stay sane, like, watching all those things, either hit or not hit or whatever. But you're doing well. You did well. You got a lot of props to hit the other night when we hit the the garden the other night.
2: That was fun. Fun
0: night. That was fun,
2: especially because we're all sitting there. The whole points bet crew went to the garden for the Knicks-Cavs game. I had the over 8.5 rebounds for Jared Allen, which everyone here tailed. Thank you very much. We were watching Jared Allen at shoot-around we're sitting there matt and i we're like Ooh, is, should we should we tell him should we tell him we need nine tonight nine boards Jared. nine yeah. boards he did end up going over those
0: great hey, shout out jared allen and shout out for the knicks for that win
2: and the first half
0: and the, and the first half wins. you already know what it is with them ariel <laughs> said as soon as i walked in and sat down at the garden she was like kaz if you know me what did i bet on the knicks and i said "Knicks first half and she's like yes yes it was and yep Lo and behold, a damn short hit. So speaking of those New York Knicks, they are back in action tonight, taking on the Boston Celtics as a part of Rivalry Week. They will be in Boston at the TD Garden, 7.30 tonight at TNT. Sorry, I almost said ESPN. Mm-hmm. On TNT tonight. Uh, last time these guys took on one another, R.J. Barrett, buzzer beater, game-winning three-pointer, was Jason Tatum himself said was the key to turning around their season. It was the low point of their season. So shout out, Knicks fans. You helped push the Celtics towards the finals. And now you're here on Rivalry Week. Ariel, give me your best prep for tonight's Knicks-Celtics game.
2: Got to go with the center for the Boston Celtics, and that's Al Horford over eight and a half points. The last time that Horford really had any good matchup for him, it was against the Pelicans a few games ago. He had 14 points. The other games that Horford's had, not really a great matchup. This is a great matchup. Mm. No Mitch Robinson at center for the Knicks still. Knicks have really been struggling without Robinson, giving up the most points per game to centers in this five-game stretch. Portis, even though he's not as much of a shooter, he can still have success when there's no one underneath to really defend against him. I like the over 8.5 points for Horford tonight.
0: The Knicks give up a lot of three-pointers. Al Horford loves those corner threes. And Mitch Robinson loves defending those corner threes. He won't be in action tonight. Going to be a lot of Isaiah Hartenstein moving those puppies. I like that pick for Al Horford going over eight and a half points. Nick Celtics tonight, 730 on TNT. The Detroit Pistons are in action tonight taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Last night they took on the 76ers. Very emotional game. They're back at home. They're back at the Barclays Center. They can decompress a little bit. Mm-hmm. And probably get, I won't say an easy uh, matchup, but a, a, a much more or less emotional matchup with the Detroit Pistons. What's your top prop for this game, Ariel?
2: Another center. I always find myself in these days where I like the big just guys. go with all either centers or guards. <laughs> Today's a center's day, I guess. I like the over 27.5 points plus rebounds for Ned center Nick Claxton. He's been crushing it lately averaging 17 points a game, just over 10 rebounds, which is right here at this number of 27. However, you could give him the little extra couple of points, either points or rebounds, because the last five games, Detroit has really struggled against centers, allowing the second most points per game to the position, including Isaiah Stewart potentially being out. He's day-to-day. If you don't have Stewart, then you really have no size. The Pistons Mm -hmm. already have no size. Mm -hmm. Now you get Claxton, who's playing great ball, combined his points and rebounds. Detroit's bottom 10 in the league in points and rebounds allowed to their opponents. I like Claxton over 27.5 points plus rebounds.
0: Claxton's been an absolute revelation since KD's went down. It's been scoring by committee. Uh, ben Simmons kind of refuses to play inside and score inside. Nick Claxton loves to bang inside. 20-11 and 11 last night against the 76ers. I love that pick, and I love the way he's been playing recently, especially when no You got to prove Durant.
2: yourself yeah. when you've had these injuries. That's the thing. There's, like, KD being out. Someone like Claxton is really able to make a name for himself and step up because the second KD does come back, Claxton's going to probably take on more of that defensive role than the offensive. And I like that we're seeing someone like him step up his game. Yeah, yeah.
0: And now he's going to be trusted because there's going to be big games down the rest of the season and and the postseason as well. And the middle has been the big gaping hole for Brooklyn every postseason, whether it's Giannis, whether it's the Celtics. They've always taken advantage of them. So Nick Claxton playing well. Now may not just pay dividends for guys trying to get a good prop bet, but maybe down the road when KD's healthy and the Brooklyn Nets hopefully finally make a healthy playoff run in the postseason. It's the Battle of the Bulls, but no Lonzo tonight. The Chicago Bulls take on the Charlotte Hornets tonight in the Spectrum Center at 730. LaMelo will be playing. Lonzo, who is on the mend, is not. Uh, I look forward to this game every year, but unfortunately, uh, one of the players will not be on the court. The Bulls and the Hornets. Both been having really shaky seasons all year round. The Bulls playing better as of late. The Charlotte Hornets, outside of a few surprise victories, still one of the basement dwellers in the NBA. Uh, The over-under is 23, 4.5, minus six Bulls, uh, six-point away favorites against Charlotte. Give me your top prop for this game tonight.
2: So I've been going back and forth. I don't have anything locked in for this game yet because – I do find there is a good rebound opportunity for Zach Levine, who's actually been rebounding a lot more. However, the other play here has been Nikola Vucevic and his rebounds plus assists. The problem is when I look at the matchup, and even though the Hornets are bad in points, rebounds, and assists allowed, bottom 10 in all categories, you still haven't seen so many rebounds and so many assists to that one position, that one player. So I'm not really sure yet where I want to go, but I do want to point out that Nikola Vucevic, rebounds plus assists, has been so profitable this month. The problem is the books have adjusted, and they've raised it now to 16.5, which is why I'm a little iffy on it. Hmm. Zach Levine rebounds is probably where I would go over 4.5. There's going to be a lot of boards today for the Chicago team.
0: Anytime you play the Charlotte Hornets, they shoot a lot and they play no defense. Yep. So rebound props, usually fun to take.
2: Especially if Lamelo's out there.
0: Especially if Lamelo's out there, because he likes to get it and go. So... <laughs> (laughs) At 6'7", 6'8". That's exactly what you want from your tall point guard, especially a franchise player like Lamella Ball. Ariel, your top prop for tonight's slate of NBA action. What is it?
2: Well, it's going to be my top player to look out for because we don't have a prop on this yet, considering Donovan Mitchell is still questionable pretty much every game. However, it's on the other side. Alperon Jingoon again. It's a great matchup, another one, because Cleveland has really struggled for some reason against centers. They are bottom five in the league in the last few games against centers. I can't explain it because they have two great big men in Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. Why are centers getting to them? Maybe you can answer that question. It's a numbers game. It's
0: one of those things that defies logic when it comes to the NBA, right? Like, you would think a team that, you know, back in the day, Seven-footers, twin towers, that sort of a normal thing. It's sort of an anomaly right now. And you would think that would be to offset any inside scoring, but it's the complete opposite. Most big it's men not. have played great games against Cleveland. Julius Randle, last time out, 36 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, he's been a beast all season long. But they... No,
2: I looked at the last five games against the Cavs. I can't remember off the top of my head, everybody. I know it stood out that these centers are scoring, or the big men are scoring on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Alperon Shingoon has been so good recently. He's averaging 18 points a game, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. The fact that he's got all these assists as a center is crazy. It's like, Nuts. I mean, it's what, Nikola Jokic Jr. <laughs> yeah, You're doing exactly. everything, Shingoon. Yeah. I would go to points, rebounds, and assists for Shingoon tonight against a team like Cleveland that's clearly struggling against the position.
0: Ariel, we've done this show way too long for me to not listen to you and to tell me to go take Shingoon. So I'm taking Shingoon points, rebounds, and Back to back, today. I
2: thought too might scare me, but. other oh, the kids.
0: They'll be all right.
2: And in the last couple of months, early in this, or, almost at the mic. Early <laughs> in the season, Shingoon did struggle on second legs. Uh-huh. Now that he's been more seasoned and starting as much as he has been, Shingoon on The second leg of the back-to-back has not really had a drop-off, so don't worry about
0: it. All right, looking forward to it, man. Ariel Epstein, the prop queen, thank you so much for always talking with me and giving the best props around the NBA. Guys, don't go anywhere. You're getting my picks before we wrap it up on today's episode of Counter right here on PointsBet. Don't go nowhere. More show right after this quick break. And welcome back to Counter, right here on points Bet USA. It's your boy Kazim Famiweeday, and this are my picks. These, this, these, these are my <laughs> picks for tonight's slate of NBA action as NBA Rivalry Week continues around the association. Starting off with my New York Knicks heading up to Boston to take on the Boston Celtics. The Celtics opening up eight and a half point favorites over under two hundred and twenty three points. Now, the New York Knicks play much better on the road than they do at home. The Boston Celtics play great at home and have been playing great all year long. For some reason, the Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks, no matter what their records are, match up pretty well against each other. Eight and a half points seemed like a lot of points for me with this Knicks-Celtics game. However, I do have the Celtics winning this, but not covering. I think it's going to be less than eight and a half points. It's a national game. Uh, For some reason, the Knicks have been one of the best road teams around the entire NBA. Julius Randle, I like that matchup against that Boston Celtics front line. If there's no Robert Williams, no Time Lord in there, Al Horford, uh, a little bit slow on the feet at this time of the age, at time of his age. Uh and uh the other big guy, Luke Cornette, don't think he could have uh the, the stuff to really stay with Julius Randle. So I think they'll keep it close in that regard. But the Knicks have no answer for Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Uh it, it's close game, it's a home game. Give me the Celtics. I think there'll be a lot of points. No Mitchell Robinson means there's going to be lots of points being scored on both sides of the ball. I'm taking the over, but give me the Celtics less than eight and a half points. Second on the docket, the Detroit Pistons head against the Brooklyn Nets at the Barclays Center. The Nets open up seven and a half point favorites over under 232 Points. I'm not going to think too hard about this one. Give me the Brooklyn Nets coming off in an emotional game against Philadelphia where Ben Simmons was actually aggressive scoring the basketball. Give me a big Kyrie Irving game today. However, I don't think the Pistons score enough points to keep up with the Brooklyn Nets at home. Give me the under there and give me the Nets going over seven and a half points uh in the victory i think the nets will win this one and win it handily even though they're on the second game of a back-to-back the detroit pistons are tough guys uh i just don't think they have the talent to keep up with the brooklyn nets later on we got the cleveland cavaliers taking on the houston rockets the Cavs opening up as eight point favorites on the road 221.5 points is the over-under. Give me the Cavaliers against the Houston Rockets. I know last time I said the Rockets were terrible. I know last time I said always bet against the Rockets when the favorite is coming into town. I know I said anytime you got a star player going up against the Rockets, take the over on the points. I said it before. I'm saying it now. I think there was an anomaly because the Rockets played the Timberwolves, I think, three times in less than a month or something like that. A lot of that familiarity was right there. And that's probably probably the only reason the Houston Rockets got that victory against the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think they get back to the losing ways. Give me the Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell or not, I think the Cavs win this one handily in Houston uh, tonight at 8 p.m. And last but certainly not least, the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Phoenix Suns. The Suns opening up as one-and-a-half Point favorites at home, the over-under, 222.5 points per game. Chris Paul, I mean, 220.5 points is the over-under. Sorry about that. Chris Paul back in action. Phoenix Suns playing much better basketball with him at the helm. But I think Luka Doncic and the Phoenix Suns, if you've seen them every game out, it's personal with Luka anytime he takes on the Phoenix Suns. I don't care if Devin Booker's playing or not. There's certain teams that just got your number. And for me, I think it's Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks against the Phoenix Suns. He did it in the playoffs last year, he did it earlier in the regular season this year. And I think he does it again. Luca, they need him to play well I think he does play well give me the Mavs over the Suns and give me the over on points I think it's going to be a lot of offense in this matchup but that is a wrap on today's episode of Count It right here on Points Bet thank you so much to my special guest Peter Rosenberg coming through thank you to Ariel Epstein the prop queen for giving us her top props of the night and thank you for tuning in and watching us each and every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday right here on PointsBet USA. My name is Kazeem Fahmiwide, and I will see you next time, people. Take it easy.